0: Numbers. That means we are live. Steeler Nation. What is up? This is the curtain call. I am not Jeffrey Benedict. (laughs) No. QB1 is out. I think he has Donnie Iris tickets. I am uh, Mason. You're Mason Rudolph. My name is Kyle Christ uh, from the What Yin's Talking About show every Thursday on Behind the Steel Curtain. But with me uh, is. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Mace or if it's Mitch, if it's Benedict. We've got Matt Canada running the offense. Shannon
1: White, how is it going today? It's going great, man. I'm just, you know, they threw us a curveball, and and me and you are meeting for the first time on, on our on this podcast. So it's going to be interesting. I'm sure it's going to be a blast. And you got two guys that that have a funny bone, and that'll work.
0: Only in the podcast era can two strangers meet for the first time. Although I feel like I've known you forever because I've been reading all of uh, all of your articles on Behind the Steel Curtain, including this week's big uh, QB wideout tandem uh, think piece. You know, and which is which is which is great for today's show because we're talking all about our new wide receiver George Pickens uh you know what are what are your general thoughts you know how how have you come to love George Pickens in the in the two weeks since he's
1: been a Pittsburgh Steeler love is his intensity I'm all that I'm a linebackers guy I'm I like uh, uh, a lot of the grunt work on the offensive line and I love the guys that are really physical I was a huge Heinz Ward fan and if you watch Pickens even beyond the, you know, the altercation with the Georgia Tech cornerback as a freshman, which I would advise against punching a guy with a helmet, you know, (laughs) because he depends on his hands, obviously. So, but I do love that intensity. So the more I see, the more I like, so.
0: Well, uh, you know, we have a couple great guests today, Uh, you know, and Pickens going to be a dog, says John. And uh, that makes sense because our first guest, uh, from the host of Believe in Georgia Dogs, and let's add him to the show. Here, bring him in. And Beasts of the East on Believe. He knows all things uh, Pickens because he's seen them since he was a, in, in, since he was a caterpillar in, in the larva stage, and then he watched him <laughs> blossom into a beautiful uh, Georgia dog. Welcome to the show, Coach Corey Burton. Welcome to the Curtain Call.
2: Well, hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. You guys meeting for the first time. So and this is going to be a brand new show. It's going to be a brand new crew. So I'm excited to, to join in your maiden voyage, Kyle and Shannon. I, uh, thanks for having me.
0: This is, uh, you know, you, you're the perfect uh, guest because I, I, as a fan, all, all things I know about uh, George Pickens, I learned in the last, you know, seven to eight days or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been studying him for a lot longer than that. Uh, he came on as a freshman tell me how did you know how did he come on your radar as you because you, you don't just follow the team you uh, you went there right
2: yeah I graduated from there Uh worked in the recruiting office actually uh, during the Mark Richt era the early Mark Richt era so um, I, I've been with that since about 2002 and uh, it just just being involved with it you see the recruitment and and down, down south in, in the SEC following recruiting is almost like a like your second team so you, you want to see who's coming up and when he was at hoover you could just tell you know the intensity you guys raved about it was there at hoover uh you could just tell when he came in he was going to come he was going to come on board and just take over the wide receiver spot and that he did i mean the, the guy is full of talent full of you know just overall intensity and and the guy just gets after it and, and he's a tremendous tremendous player
1: He seems like a, a, just a tremendous all around athlete. He's also Mm -hmm. a very unique personality. Mm -hmm. Uh, He seems to be very quirky, Uh, not in a bad way per se, but he's different. And uh, so what, what areas uh, of those characteristics did you see when he was at Georgia?
2: Well, I mean, you, you saw it all. I mean, you, you saw the uh, the incident where he squirted water on the Tennessee quarterback, uh, a little bit of gamesmanship there. I, I don't know that he meant anything malicious by it, but I mean, that's just part of his his quirks and his competitiveness and just him just trying to be funny and do something stupid. Um, you know, the fight he got into with the Georgia Tech player that you guys alluded to earlier, that kind of shows his intense side and, you know, football's a violent game and that stuff's going to happen every once in a while. And you know, I'll, I'll be it. I, I don't. I don't want him punching people with helmets on, and you know, getting suspended on a regular basis. But you know, it, it proved to be a one-off, uh, and and it happened, and it came and went, and so um, not a big deal. But I mean, the, the guy is the guy is going to be a a great pro. I mean, when it comes to the game of football, he he locks in. I mean, he learns quick, and and he will he will. Get involved with the Steelers, and and Mike Tomlin will have no issues with him. I, I think he'll get along with that receiving core. I think he'll end up having great chemistry with it, whether it's Trubisky or Pick or Pickett or or uh, whoever it is uh, at quarterback. He'll have great chemistry there as well. And I think Matt Canada is going to love having George Pickens in his offense.
0: We got a uh, comment here from uh, Jane and Burt Physical, we need that. The next yes. Heinz Heinz Ward. You know, not he's not necessarily the same kind of player as the next Heinz Ward, but he does have he's he likes to block. He's a wide receiver teams that like to block loves
2: to block. To block. <laughs> loves to block. go back and watch the orange bowl. There, there's a play, uh, another part of his quirky uh, attitude, like he loves to block more than anything. Uh, it, it's it's almost kind of well it, it's Heinz Wardesque that that'd be a great comparison. But he he walks up the line of scrimmage, he shushes the you know the mm-hmm. Michigan sideline, and he shushes <laughs> the DB that's on him, and then he just goes and throws him five yards, and then shushes him again, and then does it over and over. Like he loved as much as he loves catching those long bombs, like he did in the national championship, uh, or like he did so many times his freshman year before he got hurt. Uh, he loves to block just just as much with the same intensity and, and it's uh it's really fun to watch because he's just a total football player
1: he's really impressed me learning more about it. he was chosen so last year coming back from that knee injury mm-hmm. you know and showing that determination because he, he really didn't have to no i mean i think he would have been chosen probably about where he was mm-hmm. even if he didn't come back just because of his immense potential and talent but the fact that he did that shows a lot about his toughness. And the fact that when he did come back, he was kind of he wasn't the focal point, obviously, on such a great team. You know, he didn't rock the boat. A lot of guys would have been throwing water coolers, or you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he squirted that water ball on a guy because that guy looked hot. I mean, if you look at it, <laughs> it was a hot day. He needed I mean, it, right? it was hot. He's like, hey, but it'd be Yeah, I mean, it's everybody's making Jordan. a big deal out of that. But yeah. I think that the fact that he showed he didn't show his rear let's put it that way when he wasn't getting the ball and -hmm. he still blocked hard and he still played hard that says a lot about how he should be able to transition to the pros
2: well he knew he was lucky to be out there i mean Uh coming back from the knee injury he had at the timing that he had was just as far as the calendar goes just catastrophic i mean he you knew he was going to lose an entire year probably not going to be the same the next year His rehab, he had a few setbacks I mean, he, he went through a, a really rough journey of 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 that rehab with the with the torn ACL. So, for him to come back, he came back in the Georgia Tech game. He knew he knew what the deal was. He knew he was just gonna. He's basically the Georgia Tech start was a rehab start. Like, hey, let's see how the knee responds. You know, we'll throw you a target, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna pull you. You know, you're gonna play about one quarter, and we're gonna pull you. And he was good with that. SEC championship. He made a really big catch uh, early in the game, but he really wasn't a factor because his, his knee just was not a hundred percent orange bowl, national championship. He gets a little bit more involved, but he, he became a setup guy. He became a, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not going to be his role in, in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's not a role player that he's way too talented for that. But I think because of his injury situation and the rehab situation he was dealing with, he really kind of took to that role. He really kind of enjoyed it. And you could see when some of these younger guys like Ad Mitchell, uh, you know, uh, some of the other guys as well, making catches, Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. He was just as excited for those guys as he mm-hmm. was for himself. And he really wanted to win a national championship and it was important to him. So that showed me a, that he's a one tough dude and mm-hmm. B that he wanted to win. And he's a, he's an ultimate team guy. And he's going to do what's best for the team as well. And he he's going to, he's really going going to ingrain himself with those guys and, and show those guys he cares about being a part of the team.
0: Well, everything we're hearing in Steeler Nation, it sounds like this guy is the second coming of T.O. mixed with Mike <laughs> Williams, yeah. you know. So why why did he slip then to 52? You know, is it just the, the questions about the knee? Is it just the yeah. water bottle incidents? Uh, was he really the, you know, fifth or sixth best receiver in this class? It's, you know, as far as Steeler Nation goes, it sounds like we're sizing him up for the yellow jacket already.
2: Well, I mean, you guys got to steal with, with George Pickens. I mean, it was a loaded wide receiver class. I mean, there was 10 guys that could legitimately be, be picked in the first round, Pickens being one of those guys. Um, unfortunately, for the wide receiver class, there was also a ton of linemen, linebackers, and defensive players in, in this draft that was loaded up in the first round. Otherwise, I think any other year, Pickens probably goes towards the tail end of the first round. So uh, for him, to, you know, there's a lot of guys that went in the second round even third round that were first round talents, like right up the road in Philly, Nicobe Dean, he's a first round talent. Some mm-hmm. Injury concerns, you know, he's a little bit undersized and he falls to the third round. Philly got a tremendous steal in, in that. Same with Pickens. I mean, yeah, Olave, Wilson, uh Burks, uh Jameson Williams. James Williams. Yeah. All those guys, you know, Pickens is probably about the sixth or seventh best receiver in this class, which was a loaded class. So, for, for that to, to get a talent like that in the second round is a huge deal. And, and, uh, the, and I think Pittsburgh sprinted to the, to the podium <laughs> to make that selection when he, when he fell, I didn't think they thought they, he was going to be there.
1: I didn't. I, you know, everybody knows I wanted sky more. Mm-hmm. Cause he's a more talented and I thought, you know, they needed, Oh yeah. They needed a slot guy. And I thought he was perfect for the Steelers, but, when they made the pickings selection, I, I understood it totally. You watched him, you know, his whole career. Mm-hmm. Coming back from that knee injury, no way he's still 100%. No. He went to the combine, runs a 447, jumps mm-hmm. a 36 inch, I think, mm-hmm. and whatever that's his rod jump almost lived. But I mean, that's impressive for a guy that's maybe 80%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, that speaks volumes to what the Steelers are getting. I've heard people compare him to Andre Johnson. And I think a lot of it's because they both are similar size. And, you know, Andre mm-hmm. Johnson, you know, beat the crap out of Cortland Finnegan you know, in that <laughs> yes. NFL game. Yeah. But he was smart enough <laughs> to take his helmet off. He yeah, ripped he Finnegan's helmet off before he started hitting. So hopefully that's something that, you know, has somebody can take him to the side and say, you know, yeah. listen, young buck, don't hit the guy with the helmet on. Make sure right. you get it off. Right.
2: I mean, he, he matured a lot too, obviously. Yeah,
1: but- yeah. But I, I think that that the reason that, as you said, he was still there was just, it was such a deep class of receivers, Mm -hmm. but I'm just really. Mm -hmm. What he can be when he's full.
2: Yeah. That, that, that is going to be an incredible, incredible thing. You know, that wide receiver room needs a little bit of attitude. Mm -hmm. They need a guy like George. Like he fits perfectly. With that room, because there's some immaturity there with you know with Chase Claypool, some of the stuff that he's doing, uh, you know, some of the problems that Juju caused before he left, you know, some some of the immaturity stuff that I think George Pickens can come in and say, you know what, hey, I've been in a I've been in a college organization that's been you know straight business, business, business with Kirby Smart and Georgia Bulldogs, and I think he's going to bring a little bit of that to Pittsburgh, and, and Mike Tomlin's going to love him because he is the gritty, Heinz Ward type receiver. He's a much more like physically gifted Heinz Ward. I mean, Heinz Ward yeah, did a lot yeah. of good things. But Heinz Ward was kind of like a Swiss Army knife uh, for, for the Steelers. And I think Pickens is going to be a lot – he's going to get some shots downfield. I mean, you, you, you watch some of his catches. He's twisting and turning in the in midair. Like he jumps and contorts his body to make a back shoulder catch on a, on a dive. And you're just – you're trying to figure out how the heck he did that. And, you know, like, you know, does he have an actual spine or is he made out of rubber? I mean, just, some of the catches he makes are, are insane. Um, he brings that type of thing to the team and and guys feed off that. And that, that can – you know, you get a couple of catches like that in a game, next thing you know, hey, you're going on a run here. And in and, and a, and a very tight division like the AFC North, probably need that
0: um you're you're a coach you you know and you you study film what mm-hmm. are uh, how what are the coaches going to be looking at pickens to take his game to the next level right you know the story or the narrative seems to be you know he can do the outside well uh mm-hmm. but maybe can't run you know the entire route tree in the slot or something well you know what's uh what are, what's how are coaches going to take him to the next level
2: I think they're going to train them to be able to move them around in formations, uh, try to hide them a little bit. I think guys in the NFL, uh, the, 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 the true playmakers, you know, you look at around the league uh, guys like Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, um, um, you know, like the Michael Thomases of the world, uh, you know, the, the, the number one receivers uh, around the league, you look at what they do, you know, when Julio Jones was in his prime down in Atlanta, Kyle Shanahan moved him all over the field, you know, in the slot, he was, he was, he was even as far as like the number three in a, in a three-by-one formation, and they just kind of hide him in different places. And they just expand his route tree, uh, get him to perfect and be a little bit more precise with his route running. I think if they can do that, he will jump from here to here. And uh, I think he'll take well to that. Because in the NFL, we all know it's all about matchups and trying to figure out how we can get George Pickens on a safety that can't cover as well so that we can hit a big play. And and that's that's the first thing they're gonna to try to do. Okay, we got we got we got claypool and we got Pickens, both very similar skill sets. Uh, Pickens is a pun intended, he's a dog. Um and he's he going to he is going to make yeah, I love that Shannon. Uh, he, he's going to make those tough catches across the middle. He's going to catch the ball well in traffic. He's going to go up and get it. Uh, where there's a lot of guys in the league that won't or can't. He can do that, and, and, and I think with building rapport with Trubisky or building rapport with, with uh, Kenny Pickett if, if he ends up being the starter at some point, those are the type of things where they build that, they build that chemistry, they build that connection that they can just give a little signal or a little eye contact or a little head nod or something, and they can, they can adjust some things. So just continuing to work, just continue to expand what he can do uh, and, and expand kind of where he is in the formation and getting creative with where you
1: put him is going to take him to the next level. I had a lot of people asking me, well, he didn't have any huge, you know, collegiate seasons. And I said, well, there's two reasons. One, Georgia, great running team, heavy run mm-hmm. offense. And he never played with an basically an NFL caliber first round draft pick. No, you know a quarterback, and I think that 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 is something that when he you know gets in there with a pro quarterback, whether it's Trubisky or Pickett, and the the that accuracy and the ability to right. to you know progress and and lead him uh, will bring out the the that part of his game as well. Because if you really watch him closely, he can run different routes. He and just he, hasn't he, he been. able to do it. He's lot.
2: just got, he's got a yeah. polish it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and you know not ever, very few collegiate wide receivers come in you know fully polished you know no. on the route tree no and, you know they, you know they're not Thank asked you. to anymore it's a different style of, of offense right. most collegiate offenses whereas georgia runs more of a pro style mm-hmm. so i think that that that's going to help him at this next level but uh do you think that trubisky or pickett which one do you think might be a better fit for his skill set
2: uh, right now, Trubisky. I mean, Trubisky, I, I think people are underselling him a little bit. I mean, he had the Nagy effect in, in Chicago. So uh, he's a talented guy. Uh, I, I just think he was picked a little high. I, I just think they expected too much of him uh, coming in as a rookie in that situation. Um, I, I think with the right amount – I mean, I think he got a lot of great coaching under Brian Dable uh, the last couple seasons in mm-hmm. Buffalo. So when you when you look at his development, we will see kind of how that shakes out. Uh, in training camp, where you know he's going to be the guy again, and mm-hmm. so to me, I like Trubisky better right now than I did when he was in Chicago, um, because I just didn't think he had enough starts under his belt at North Carolina when he was coming out in that draft class. Nope. I think he, I think he does now, and I think he got a little bit better each year in Chicago. But you know how the NFL is—it's fickle, it's impatient, and and they just kind of—and he was going to go nowhere with Matt Nagy. Justin Fields is not going to go anywhere with Matt Nagy. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a tough tough situation to be in. Uh, Chicago was just their their last regime was not not very good from the GM down, and you know I think they've improved obviously. But uh, you, you look at a guy like Trubisky coming from Buffalo, like I said, uh, just learning behind Josh Allen and and picking his brain and just getting those quality reps. I mean, the couple starts he had in place of of Josh Allen due to injury he looked pretty good, looked pretty comfortable uh, and, and looked in command of the offense, which I don't know if that was a Buffalo thing or if that was kind of a sign of that Mitch Trubisky's maturing a little bit. But I think if you look at the situations around the league, this is probably one of the better situations he could have landed in because it's a mature mm-hmm. organization. You have a, you have probably the, I think he's the second longest tenured coach now, uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, so you have a stable organization, you have a stable coaching staff, Matt Canada starting to kind of grow as an offensive coordinator. There's no longer Big Ben sitting there, um, uh, and he's retired. So, you know, the team is yours. The team is much younger. So you have a chance to come in and gel with these guys that, you know, and, and start fresh because there's not a lot of – there's not all the guys on this team that are, you know, so stuck in with uh, with Ben Roethlisberger that, you know, they can't adjust. These guys are young enough to be able to say, okay, hey, he's our new guy. And so I, I think it'll be Trubisky. Uh, honestly, because he's had that, he's been battle tested, and Pickett'll sit for a year or two, and then you know he's going to be a bridge quarterback. Let's just be honest about that. You don't draft Kenny Pickett in the first round uh, to to sit him for th- for three four years. So, you know, Trubisky, unless he just starts lighting the world on fire, he will be the bridge guy and getting Kenny Pickett ready when when, when he's ready. So, but I, I I like Trubisky a lot.
0: Well, you're not the only Trubisky. We you, you got another one in the comments. Two yeah. votes for Trubisky. So. Uh, since what? I'm the backup here, I'll vote for Mace. So I'll say Mace to Pickens go, is hey. your new is your new. Uh, tandem. Hey, there you go. Hey, That's Coach, before there we you let you go here, why don't you tell us, you know, if uh, where we can find you? Because you are, uh, you know, an expert on all things film in uh, Georgia. Tell us where we can find you uh, elsewhere.
2: Well, you can find me in a lot of places, um, you know, at CoachBurn36. Obviously, um, I host a show. We, we record uh, every Thursday night. Ah, uh, we go live every. Well, it, the show goes live uh, every Friday morning. Believe in Georgia Dogs. Uh, I host that with Israel Troop. You can find him at Troop Star Twenty Eight. He's uh, he's our local wide receiver. Uh, he was a wide receiver for Georgia. Uh, him and I host that. Uh, we also join forces on Beast of the East on the Believe Network. Uh, that's every Monday night. That is a live show, uh, and there is, and we do uh, post on the audio platform as well. But that is a live show every Monday evening. Uh, You can find me actually when you get done listening to this uh, in in about 30 minutes. So I'll start my uh, sec after dark show. Uh, That's also uh, live on YouTube and and lives on uh, the beast of the East podcast channel as well. So it's kind of like a, like a double featured show Um, right now. It's a seasonal show, but it might turn into a year long year round show, but uh, the illegal motion uh, podcast, I host that with Matt Perkins from the believe in badgers podcast and, uh, and also uh, Josh Cook, who's our resident Iowa fan. So i have in a lot of different places, do a lot of different things. So, uh, and of course, you know, at coach Burton 36, you can find all my football stuff that I, that I talk about occasionally uh, on my Twitter feed <laughs> uh, and at uh, coach Corey Burton on Instagram at believe in dogs on all social media platforms is where you can find me uh, YouTube channel as well. Um, my link tree is up, is up on my profile as well. So Got a lot of good things going, um, you know. Obviously, the draft was very, very good for the Georgia Bulldogs, and mm. provided us some some great <laughs> content over the last few weeks. So, but awesome. I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys having me, man. This was fun.
0: Hey, man! All day, every day, talking sports at Coach Burton Thirty Six. Uh, Corey, thanks for coming on. We'll be uh, nice we'll so probably be you. checking in with you when uh you know whenever they sell out of those gray uh, hijabs that he's been wearing. So yes. uh, we'll come back yeah. to you looking for those absolutely.
2: <laughs> Yeah, right, Bystock and Bystock and George Pickens—he's going to be a star, uh no doubt about it, man. So you, you guys got a great one there, and I'm glad he's in the Steelers organization and not some other, uh you know, organization in the AFC North. Not the true other that. Guys. But, All right, we will talk to you soon. Thanks, you guys. Thank you.
0: All right, we've got another great guest coming up. We've got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, but you know only if you're listening on the podcast stay with us if you're on youtube and facebook Mm -hmm. we'll be right back for the second half of the curtain call I told you, if you if you were waiting, you didn't have to wait long. We're back. It's the second <laughs> half of the curtain call. Uh, I am filling in for Jeffrey Benedict. Uh, my name's Kyle Kreis from the What Yins Talking About podcast on Thursdays. But luckily, our anchor Shannon White is here. Shannon, are you going to get one of those gray? Uh, you know, I uh, don't uh, know the hijabs. I don't know what's uh, what's he what's George Pickens been wearing? Is that going to be a, a must wear for Steeler Nation? I'm not
1: sure i I don't think I can pull it off I think I might look like a walrus if i tried <laughs> to wear that so i'm gonna avoid that look but it might work for you
0: <laughs> i I'll be honest I've already looked on amazon if they weren't like if you, i want the Nike official nike one because that's what he wears and it's just out of my budget i can't spend i can't spend on a uh what do they call it they call it a balaclava i don't know i thought yes, it was that my get. well joining us now. Uh to talk more George Pickens. Maybe the, hey, maybe this guy looks good in a balaclava. He <laughs> he is the managing editor of Dog Sports SB Nation's website for all things Georgia Bulldogs. Here to talk more George Pickens. It's Jeremy Attaway. Welcome to the curtain call.
3: I left my balaclava at home. I can still come on, right? <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Hey, if you've got one, then you you have more cred than uh, anyone in Steeler Nation so far. So,
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it uh, you know, George is a is a unique guy. Uh, he's a fun guy to to watch play and uh, and talk to. Uh, I think that uh, you know, he's a guy who who Steeler fans are really going to enjoy. Um, you know, I think uh, really kind of kind of uh, have a growing affection for. Uh, the more they seem yeah I think that uh, well
1: first welcome and thank you welcome. for being here uh if you have one of them you know if you want to go put it on we'll give you a second but you know <laughs> then you might show us up you know we're the eye candy around here so but you know Pickens is we, let's, we need somebody with some intensity the 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 wide receiver group is not very physical uh you know, they had Juju Smith-Schuster and he would try to run through some tackles and stuff, but, but, you know, and then he got hurt doing that. So that wasn't good, but the other guys have not, they're not really good for fighting for yards after the catch and stuff of that nature. And a lot of times you get a dog like Pickens and you get him in there and he can lead by example, even as a rookie, because, you know, that's contagious. Being physical, being intense, that, that gets everybody, you know, jazzed up and, and then they're out there trying to do the same thing. So, uh, did you see that? Did he have that kind of influence on
3: his teammates at Georgia? Yeah, yeah. George is is an incredibly intense player, uh, to the point that uh, Kirby Smart has had to talk some—not so much in in twenty twenty one, but but previously about dialing George back a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and kind of getting him to to focus and and kind of harness that intensity. Yeah, he had some some issues uh, with some personal fouls. Um, you know, if you if you go look on YouTube, you can probably find the video during the Georgia Tech game in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, he he did not take kindly to uh, Ken Swilling Jr. Uh, from Georgia Tech. Yeah, you know, kind of giving him the business a little bit, so he slammed him into a brick wall. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of thing is frowned upon, obviously in in, in the NFL. Um, there was an incident where uh, he squirted uh, water from a water bottle on Jared Garantano from Tennessee uh, on the sideline. He, he, he said, was hot. He was hot. Yeah, I was just kind of playing around. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's something that, you know, you, I mean, you know, how many times in a football practice have you seen a guy take a water bottle and, you know, mm-hmm. and squirt one of his buddies with it? Uh, you know, it, it, it was a very spontaneous kind of thing. It's a 15-yard personal foul penalty in the SEC. Um, you, know, um, no, you know, not malicious kind of stuff, but, but those were sort of the maturity issues that Kirby Smart talked about the first couple of years that he was in Athens they had to work on. Um, what we saw of him on the field in 2021, a lot of that was handled. Um, you know, and a lot of guys on the squad talked about him – Uh, as a player, even when he was out rehabbing that, that knee injury, um, you know, he was always there for the mental reps, who was coaching younger guys. Um, You know, George Pickens has, I think, a lot more maturity. And he demonstrated that in 2021. Um, He also demonstrated it with, with his dedication to the, to the rehab regimen. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, who tears his ACL um, in, you know, spring practice, most guys, that that's out for the season. He still mm-hmm. ends up making it back for five games, averages 21.4 yards per reception in those five games, uh, and has some of the biggest catches of his career uh, in that stretch coming back, yeah. catches a huge ball early against Alabama in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that he was able to come back and do that, I think is a good indication of, of the work ethic. That that we've seen from George Pickens, um, and that's an important thing I think uh, that probably you know fans may not know about. Didn't get to see a lot of him on the field if you weren't a Georgia fan. There was kind of that issue of diminishing returns. He played 14 games as as a true freshman, only made it into eight games as a sophomore, uh, and then because of the injury, has four games as a junior. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know that's the kind of thing. Uh, the, yeah, the, the casual fan probably is not really aware of the reasons behind that. Um, the Steelers, I think, probably you know got a guy who, if he had been healthy for his senior year, would not have been there at, you know, at the 52nd pick. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's a guy who would almost certainly been uh, a top 15 or top 20 pick. Um, you know, he got through all the medical stuff. We knew uh, in the latter part of the year that uh, yeah, the ACL tear was was not – you know, it, it was not of a grade that, that really was going to be a multi-year rehab. Um, and so, you know, he has good, good range of motion, good flexibility in the knee. So I think all that's a go. Um, the question again with George is, you know, he doesn't have as many games on the field as a lot of receivers who came out do. Uh, he's As a result, he doesn't really have all the, you know, the game film uh, to work through. Uh, and so he's still a little unpolished as a route runner. Um, but you know, those, those are things that that can be you know, that can be fixed those are things that can be polished um, you know you can't teach anybody his catch radius you can't teach the body control that he has mm-hmm. um, you certainly can't teach running a 44740 at six63 at and 205 pounds um, you know that, th- these are things that George Pickens has um, that I think are going to be a huge asset uh, you know for the Steelers going forward.
0: Yeah, here's the comment from Case and Wright. Like first Pickens highlight's gonna have me out of my seat. I know fans are gonna be waiting that first you know trip to the end zone. Uh, you people, there's gonna be a lot of jerseys sold. I think. But you talked about how uh you know he played as a true freshman, but then only played in eight games that sophomore year. But that's mostly due to COVID season, or was there more to it than that?
3: Yeah, there you know. There were, some, there were some issues, right, you know, with, with um, him needing to, to uh, do the things in practice to, to crack the lineup. Um, you know, Georgia has uh, – Georgia's deep everywhere on the roster, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Georgia was pretty deep, especially uh, in, in 2020, in terms of, of guys trying to crack that rotation. Um, you know, guys like Jermaine Burton, for example. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy – who's a five-star recruit coming out, does a lot for Georgia in 2020. Um, you know, is one of the leading receivers on the team. 2021 takes a step back because, you know, there's just so much talent around. He transfers to Alabama for more playing time. Um, You know, that's not something that, that you really expect to see. So when you're talking about a guy like, like George Pickens, who's the reason people transfer to Alabama for more playing time, um, (laughs) that's something you don't hear a lot that, that should Mm. ring some bells, right. Um, You know, that, that's a a big deal. Um, You know, looking forward, forecasting him into the NFL. I think the other thing he brings is a lot of versatility. You're talking about a guy um, who can play either the X or the Z uh, is good coming out of motion. He's got that explosiveness, so if you want to move him around some, um, you know, I, I mean, kind of interesting to see him him with uh, Austin, uh, the other the other pick, um, you know, I think that gives the Steelers a good young kind of nucleus, uh, a one-two punch uh, that they can start working in uh, to the roster. And so, you know, that's two guys who I think will probably also have the chance to make each other better early on in their career. Uh, and that there's something to be said for that. Um, so, you know, it, it, uh, I saw you had, had, uh, coach Burton on, uh, earlier. I didn't Mm -hmm. know that. Uh, so that was, that was, you have good taste in guests. uh, (laughs) Um, but, uh, he, he said, Trubinsky's probably a little, a little underrated. I, you know, I sort of take the position as somebody who watched a lot of, of Kenny Pickett that, you know, I think he ultimately ends up as the guy, right. You don't draft, you know, you don't draft quarterback that high to sit him. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. unless you're Chicago and you're talking about Mitch Trubinsky, but, um, (laughs) uh, you know, really, I think that kind of, I think, uh, you know, the pick of of George Pickens uh, looks like a pick that that the Steelers front office has an idea of what they want their football team to look like offensively. Um, And having a guy like that uh, who has the tools that he has is a big part of that. So, you know, that's kudos to them. You know, I think it's going to work out for them.
1: With this modern salary cap and you know your your five year you know options with your first round picks, I believe that's one of the main reasons that they were really interested in getting a quarterback this year. Uh and I think they like Kenny Pickens best all along because supposedly Trubisky when he signed his contract, he already knew that if Pickett was there, they were going to take him. And he said so in an interview. So you know, he wasn't like he was brought in thinking, you know, there's not going to be any competition. So if I was the Steelers, the way the situation is, if you could get, you know, if, if Trubisky starts and you got Johnson and Claypool as your two main starting receivers, if preseason reps is going to go picket to pickets, And you can start developing that special chemistry because it just takes so much time and reps and hard work. And when you look at what Pickett has done to develop, you know, over five years, and then Pickens as well to come back from that ACL uh, injury and surgery, I think they have that work ethic necessary to develop something special there. Um, Who did he – was there one quarterback and he seemed to connect well with or better – in Georgia than in others,
3: uh, you know, probably Jake Fromm. Truth, truth be told, uh, in mm-hmm. in 2019, um, you know, Jake Fromm did not have Jake Fromm coincidentally had probably statistically the worst year of his career, um, the <laughs> year before he came out. I mean, you know, people forget we're talking about a guy who who a lot of people had tabbed um, at one point. He was the Heisman favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, going into that year. Uh, and a lot of us who follow Georgia were kind of pumping the brakes on that because you may remember <laughs> uh, the Bulldogs lost an unbelievable amount of receiving talent um, coming into that season. They lost McCole Hardman. They lost Terry Godwin. They lost um, uh, who, who all else they had. Uh, Jeremiah Holloman, who would have been their leading returning receiver, was kicked off the team um, mm. due to some conduct issues. Um, you know, it was just – the cupboard was essentially bare uh, going into that season, and, and George Pickens sort of emerged uh, as a true freshman as, as the go-to receiver. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a situation where uh, he was a late commit to Georgia. He'd been committed to Auburn um, sort of quietly. You know, he was, he was one of those five-star prospects who commits fairly early and nobody hears from. Uh, he just shuts it down. Uh, and then takes a couple of quiet visits to Georgia and says, "Nope, switching." Kirby Smart has signed a five-star receiver. Uh, nobody from Georgia, you know, anybody who covers Georgia is there for the announcement. They didn't know about. Um, you know, he's just like, "Nope, I'm going to Georgia." Um, and and so then spring practice comes around, and he's making these acrobatic circus catches. Um, and you know, so the the good deal with 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 George Pickens I think is that he makes that sort of pro style quarterback look good yeah. um, because he's a guy you can throw to in a tight window and he's got, you know, he's got the hand strength. He's got the body control to, to make the catches in, in those kind of tight spaces. Um, at the same time, he's also got the downfield ability to get separation. Um, occasionally, uh, you know, one of my favorite things it was watching, uh, sort of the progression during a game of uh, a defensive back trying to figure out how to cover George Pickens. And usually early in the year it would start with them giving him about six yards of cushion, which is a horrible mistake. <laughs> and then it would progress to them trying to play trying to play bump and run, which was an even worse mistake. <laughs> nope. um, you know, and you saw some of that this year in the uh, semifinal game against Michigan where uh, one of the Michigan defensive backs, you know, is, is right up in his face on the line. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fairly un- unaware that it's a running play to the other side of the field. Pickens just clears him out. Shoves mm-hmm. him seven, seven <laughs> yards. Pancake. Uh, looks at the Michigan sideline and goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. Um, you know, if there's an underrated part of George's game, I think it is his blocking. Um, George is a very physical blocker uh, when he wants to be. Um, you know, that's something that he probably needs to work on uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, of NFL, NFL pedigree is that consistency. Um, yeah, I'm sure you guys probably watched Hines Ward. Um, yeah, one of the best blockers from the mm-hmm. receiver position mm-hmm. right, that we've ever seen. <laughs>
1: they <laughs> changed the rules. Yep. Yeah.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, one of the things about Hines Ward was that, that just amazing consistency. Um, You know, everything from stance to body lean to effort, Uh, every play was consistent. And and so it made him a hard matchup. Uh, And and George Pickens is not there, right? Um, If he gets there, that'd be great for him because then he probably ends up in Canton one day. (laughs) But it's a long way to go in terms of that consistency.
0: Uh, Steeler Nation knows all about the culture that Mike Tomlin uh, brings. You know, the standard is a standard. But, you know, what does Kirby Smart uh, – what's the what's the culture in Georgia that, you know, Pickens comes to Pittsburgh with?
3: The two things that are important to remember that, that have been kind of cultural touchstones for, for Kirby Smart, um, he actually brought uh, to Georgia – Uh, A guy named Trevor Moat, who who sadly uh, succumbed to cancer uh, a couple of years ago, uh, brought uh, Trevor on as as a mental conditioning coach for Georgia. And um, one of Trevor's favorite sayings was it takes what it takes. Um, And that was kind of that was kind of Kirby Smart's motto is that, you know, we we do whatever it takes to win. And and that kind of morphed in twenty twenty one. And he sort of famously gave a speech after after they uh, just keel hauled uh, a Tennessee team that was supposed to give them a matchup, um, and he said, "We're not, you know, we're not building a team to beat those guys or to beat the next team. We're building a team to beat everybody." Um, <laughs> and and you know, ultimately they did that. But the thing that he did in order to do that ruthless competition in practice, um, right. it, it was not unusual. Um, it, Practices at Georgia are mostly closed. You might get 15 minutes of media viewing um, in season. Even that's gone. Um, But if you talk to people who watch practice, it is not uncommon for us to be told, yeah, you know, guys who who had been starting on the offensive or defensive line, um, some of whom, quite frankly, you know, heard their names called in in the first three rounds of the draft the other night, to see those guys taking third team reps. Why? (laughs) Well, they didn't have a good practice yesterday. Um, you know, and that's all it took, right? Um, and so George Pickens has spent three years in that culture of, of sort of ruthless competition. And it's not, you know, it, it's it's not cutthroat, and it's not, uh, you know, not to be cynical, but but Kirby Smart will tell you, look at you know football at the level that we play it as a business, right? And mm-hmm. and you know, as a team, you love each other and you want each other to succeed, but you know. Kirby Smart does not, as the football coach at Georgia, have the option of giving people the, the benefit of the doubt, right? He has to put the best 22 players out on the field every single time. Um, and so George Pickens is going to come in from that culture. Um, I would say there's about a 25 to 30% chance that at some point, um, just based on past experience at Georgia, there's a reasonable chance Uh, that you hear some report of him crawling somebody, uh, a teammate in practice and them not liking it. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, it'll be interesting to see at what point that, that happens. Um, I could easily see happening. Um, You know, he's, he's, he's not a shy retiring guy. Um, So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of uh, something to just, you know, just file away based on
1: all the reports that we've seen and been reading and hearing, uh, yeah, he's, he's so intense. And as you said, that competition, you know, when you go to Alabama, any of the SEC schools, let's say, but if you go to Alabama, you go to Georgia, uh, these guys come in, they've already faced NFL-level competition in a lot of games. So that's one of the biggest adjustment periods for so many uh, of these young players is to match up against somebody – They've, they haven't always been the best athlete on the field. They haven't always had a huge athletic advantage every game, every snap. So he's had to compete and, you know, he's, he's willing to fight to do it, but he will be successful. So if he brings that to the NFL um, and to the Steelers, I believe that it will transition much more, much quicker than a lot of the guys who come from smaller schools because the speed of the game and the the level of competition just, is amped up so big. But Pickens, um did what kind of relationship does does Heinz Ward have any relationship uh with you know the team now? I mean as far as have you seen him come back for any uh alumni games or um could he have already met
3: Pickens in the past? Oh yeah, yeah they've met. Yeah, no, there's. Yeah, Hines Ward is is around. Um, Georgia has a lot of, of former players who who come around, and you know I think that's something that you get with a coach like Kirby Smart, who who is himself a UGA alumnus. Um, you know, mm-hmm. played at Georgia was an All SEC defensive back. Um, you've got Will Muschamp on staff who also played at Georgia. Um, you know, it's it's a, a staff where uh you yeah, know, they have those guys come around, a lot of, of former Bulldogs who are NFL players. Um, so, I, you know, I haven't seen the two of them in the same room, uh, mm-hmm. but but the chances are are, are functionally nil uh, that, that there hasn't been some contact there because I know mm-hmm. Hines has been around the team a good bit, um, yeah, in the past.
0: Jeremy, uh, before we let you go, let us know where we can get more of your expertise and analysis out there on the internet and beyond.
3: Sure. Yeah. You, you can catch me at dogsports.com. sports.com. That's, uh, we spell dog the way God intended D A W G S P O R T S.com. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it will, it, it's sort of odd because, uh, you know, running a Georgia site, um, it's sort of an interesting niche because I've heard we have a basketball team, but there's, there's really been no evidence to substantiate that for the past five years. Uh, So it's pretty much all football, Um, all football, and a little bit of golf uh, this time of year. The latest article you'll see uh, up on the side is is on the PGA tour because there's something like 12 former UGA golfers playing on the PGA tour. Um, So uh, yeah, so you'll see some of that, uh, but we're starting to do a little bit of season recap stuff from 2021. Uh, we've got a you know series coming up where we go game by game. We look at the lessons that we thought we learned from those games versus the lesson that we ultimately learned uh, from those games. And It's a good exercise to go back and and read what you you know what you wrote and and what people commented on the site at the time, what they thought we you know we learned about those games, and you, you end up finding out that uh, yeah. Sometimes you were perhaps a bit hasty, so that's good. Uh, we've also got a decent amount of coverage of of some of the guys who uh, were drafted uh, out of Georgia this past year uh, that you can can kind of scroll down and find there on the site as well.
0: Wow, accountability on your own coverage—that's uh, <laughs> wow. That is a rarity. Uh, <laughs> record this uh, podcast because this is—you'll never see this again in the, in sports media. So, uh, hey,
1: Jeremy, I wanted yes. to say one thing. And I've been told this for years, but I, I know you you think you'll see it. You know, if you look real close, everything. like, the Bulldog is my spirit animal. <laughs> you know, it is. It's my spirit animal. So I feel a kinship to the Bulldogs, and I was rooting for them in the championship game. So appreciate you coming on. And, you know, I just felt a kinship with you. Yeah, no.
3: Well, hopefully we'll get to do this again next year when, when the Steelers draft a couple more Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Jeremy, thank you. We'll, yeah, we will see you uh, next time uh, Pickens is making headlines. We'll uh, we'll come back right back at you.
3: Sounds good. I'll bring my balaclava.
0: Yes. Thank you. I need mine. Yes. All right. We'll catch you see around. You, see you, Jeremy. <laughs> All right. That wraps up another edition of the Curtain Call. I, hey, I think I did an okay job. I, I did a, uh, I did above the Mendoza line.
1: You you was awesome, Kyle. I'm just, I mean I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to be honest. You done awesome.
0: Uh, I, I'm not getting my Pickens Jersey yet though, but, uh, these guys convince me though. I it might, might be the next Jersey in the, uh, on deck. Yes. Yes. All right, Shannon, uh, before we go, what, what do you have coming to behind the this week?
1: Well, my, my last article posted today, as we talked about earlier about the, the Steelers trying to identify their next quarterback wide receiver combo. Uh, and, uh, so check that out. And, and, I'll have another article dropping later this week, but, um, and then of course, you know, it might be a guest on another podcast. You don't know, but of course, Stillers Hangover Monday night, you know, check it out with, with me, bad and Tony. So, uh, yeah, it's just check out all the podcasts. Cause you know, it, it's the off season, but there's really never an off season with the mini camps and the OTAs and training camp coming up. It's an exciting time. I know you're excited, Kyle.
0: I'm so excited. I've I'm already uh I got my Tyler Sneed jersey on order. So um Oh
1: wow. Yeah.
0: psych! psych you're, showing, you're
1: showing faith there now, bro. <laughs> That's some faith.
0: Talk about uh, wide receiver combos. I'm, I'm ready for uh Mitch to Tyler Sneed.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh what is it um Oladukan to Sneed? That is the next great combination for the Steelers. Yes. yes.
0: That's the next generation of Steeler uh, QB wideout combos. Yes. Yes. Thanks to everyone in the in the chat in the comments. Great show. Thank you. I think it was a great show, and it was it was because of the comments, but mostly Shannon and our guests. Uh, <laughs> until next week, I'm Kyle Christ. This has been the Curtain Call. Uh, go Steelers! Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live. For tomorrow